Hello, 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 and howdy. Howdy to all. That's right. Yeehaw. Welcome into episode number 91 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Streamer. Very proud, as we always are, to be part of the OutSports community and podcast network. You can find the show wherever you can find your favorite OutSports podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're all there. Um, I'm a bit of a Luddite in terms of technology. I just recently actually made the switch to Spotify from Pandora. Hold your laughter. It is even sadder than it sounds. But I've noticed that most people, and by most people I mean most of my friends, have moved on from Spotify into Apple Music. So I'm feeling all cool and up to date in 2021, soon to be 2022, that hey, finally off that Pandora thing, now I can choose my own songs. Wow, what a concept. But is Spotify already yesterday's news? It's beginning to feel like it for me. Always behind the times. But as always, appreciate you for tuning in to the show this week. Have a couple of topics that I want to hit on. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show last week, by the way, with Mark Piker talking about strep throat twink. A few other things, like to get away from sports every now and again and talk about the silliness that's going around gay Twitter. But, you know, we can always draw greater cultural and societal points from a lot of silly Twitter beefs, right? Mm, Okay, maybe not. But anyway, nonetheless, two topics that I do want to get to this week. The first one has to do with one of the biggest stars in gay sports, out Raiders lineman Carl Nassib. We have an update on Carl. I wrote about it this week. He, for what we believe is the first time, posted a picture of himself and his boyfriend on his Instagram. Now it was in the story, so you had to catch it or poof, it's gone. But luckily, I took it upon myself to take a screenshot as other enterprising journalists did. So you can check out Out Sports if you want to see Carl and his beau. Eric Gedzinis. Eric, by the way, has a couple of pictures with Nassib on his grid. And I'm naming Eric because his Instagram profile is public. As I mentioned, there are two pictures of him and Carl on his public grid. And Carl posted a story of him and Eric on his public Instagram just the other day. So that's why I am naming Eric Gedzinis. Um, Now, this is important for... A few reasons. It's important because let's just remember the last month that Carl Nassib has lived through. So he comes out in June for Pride Month. He then goes to training camp for the Raiders. And as we talked about extensively, it was not a big story. It really didn't come up much at all. And Carl clearly wanted it that way. He came out and then wanted to just be a football player. But that became impossible for him when homophobic emails from now his ex-coach, John Gruden, were leaked to the New York Times. And in the immediate aftermath of that story, Nassib took a personal day off from practice. And Mike Mayock, the Raiders general manager, I think had a pretty poignant phrase when he said that Carl right now is a community of one. And that's true. The only out active player in the NFL. I cannot imagine how isolating that feels at times and how isolating it must have felt in the aftermath of the Scruton mess. So Nassib took a personal day. He may have felt more alone then than when he was in the closet 
because as I mentioned, he just wants to live his life and play football. And suddenly, he was at the center of the biggest story, not just in the NFL, but all of sports through no fault of his own. I was looking at the top Google rankings uh, for October in terms of stories searched. The Raiders, number seven. So not hyperbolic to say one of the biggest stories in the entire country last month. And as we know, the news cycle moves pretty quickly these days. There are a lot of stories, but that was a pretty enduring one. Um, So that happens. And then Nassib returns to the team. He's back on the field. And he still says, you know what? I'm going to live my life. And I'm going to post a picture of me and my boyfriend on my Instagram. And that's not just saying you're gay. That's showing how you live as a gay man as well and giving the world a peek into the most intimate aspect of anybody's life, their romantic relationships. So that's why it's so huge for Nassib. And I go back to a podcast interview he did last month with his teammate Darren Waller, great tight end, talking about the feeling after he came out. Pretty illuminating. Carl said, The answer you would probably expect is, Oh my God, this weight was lifted off my shoulders. But it is a little more stressful, I will say. Being the only out gay guy in the NFL is a little stressful. It's gotten much easier since camp. I remember the first three days of camp, I went out to practice and just felt like I was suffocating and the whole field was spinning. Wow. As I said, that's illuminating because... From the outsider's perspective, the media coverage did not seem to be over the top. It did not seem to be sensational. But obviously, we are not Carl Nassib. He's the only one who knows his experience. And he said he was suffocating. The whole world, whole field was spinning. So, you know, know, that's... And he went on to say that, you know, what other effing gay dude has to come out to his entire effing business. So he's dealing with that as well. But I just think that the Gruden story on top of this really shows Carl's resiliency and has tested him in a way that he should have never been tested, dealing with a homophobic head coach, calling the commissioner of the NFL the F word. I mean, come on. You could not... Think of you couldn't even write up that story when thinking about how Nassib's first season as an out gay player in the NFL would go, but it did happen, and he's carried himself with a plum and is showing off who he is more than ever with this new pick of him and his boy. So love that, very powerful. We look forward to more Instagram pictures of Carl and Eric. And we were talking about this a little bit. I think Sid actually tweeted about this. I'm not, I don't think we were talking about it. But he saw, he tweeted about this, Sid Ziegler, our co-founder, about some of the crap that Nassib is taking on gay Twitter for dating a twink. Eric is quite clearly uh, a twink. Some say that's a derogatory term. I use it because, well, I'd like to think I still am one, but I'm actually more of a twunk now. Pushing 30. 29th birthday, coming up next month. But Carl, as Sid mentioned, is 28 years old. So, you know, it's not unusual for him to be dating someone in their mid-20s. 
or late 20s. I'm not sure how old Eric is, but he seems like he's in his 20s, just like Carl. So that would make sense, right? So I don't understand the criticism that he's taking for that. That's just being overly picky for no reason whatsoever. I mean, seriously. So that's the Carl Nassib update. As I mentioned, love him and Eric. Hope to see more of them. And maybe they'll sit down and do a joint interview on the Sports Kiki podcast. The offer is out there. The other story I wanted to hit on real quick is Josh Cavallo. He was, he is an Australian pro soccer player who came out last week. The first pro player in Australia to publicly come out as gay. And he made headlines a few days ago when he was talking about the World Cup being held in anti-gay Qatar next year. And he said that as an out gay man, he would not feel comfortable playing in the World Cup. He said in an interview, I read something along the lines that they give the death penalty for gay people in Qatar. So it's something I'm very scared of and wouldn't really want to go to Qatar for that. They certainly did not mince words there. Now, it's worth mentioning that Cavallo's fears are theoretical as of now. Australia has yet to qualify for the World Cup, and he's never made the Australian Nationals team. But his comments do point out the strain that any LGBTQ player would have with a tournament hosted in a country that punishes same-sex behavior. So I think that Cavallo is just echoing what... A lot of people would feel. I mean, if I were a high-level pro soccer player and I were publicly out, I'm not sure I would be so giddy about going to Qatar as well. Understandably, you are there with FIFA. You know, you would be there in the World Cup. I don't believe uh, Qatar on the world stage would do anything harmful to an out LGBTQ soccer player. Uh, it, it just goes against all their interests. I mean, they even announced they're going to fly the, the pride flag at the soccer stadium. So there you go. So that's, so they're obviously trying to clean up their image here, but doesn't change the fact that on the ground, homosexuality is still illegal in Qatar. According to the law, it's punishable by up to three years in prison, possible flogging, The 2019 Human Rights Report says Qatar operates Sharia courts in which it is technically possible for men who engage in same-sex intimacy to be sentenced to death. The report also adds it does not appear that any person has been executed for that reason or at all. But, you know, that's the reality on the ground. As I mentioned, Qatar has tried to sound more welcoming as of late. The rainbow flags, uh, the events chief executive said in 2019, I'd like to assure any fan of any gender, orientation, religion, race, to rest assured that Qatar is one of the safest countries in the world, and they'll all be welcome here. And yeah, as I mentioned, Cavallo's fears, the hypothetical fears at this point, are overblown because Qatar is not going to, I don't think they will do anything to out LGBTQ players, but that's not even really the point. The point is that FIFA is holding its signature World Cup event in a country that is hostile to LGBTQ people, according to its laws and customs. And that is inexcusable. And, you know, FIFA's president said a few years ago that, oh yeah, you know, if I were a gay person, I would just, 
I would abstain from sex if I were there. And then he issued a non-apology apology. I mean, how offensive is that? Totally. So that's those are questions that FIFA is going to have to increasingly answer. And it's not just FIFA. It's international sporting bodies. I mean, the IOC, Beijing Olympics in 2022. Uh, what is China's record on human rights? What is China's record on supporting LGBTQ people? Not so good at all. So it's not just FIFA. It's the IOC. It's all these other detestable international sporting organizations that continually reward oppressive authoritarian countries with these signature events and all the opportunities and exposure that comes along with them. Now, a big reason why the Olympics are being held in Beijing next year and were held in Sochi a few years ago is because they're running out of places who want to host them. So that's an issue. I don't believe the World Cup has that same problem, which makes their decision to go to Qatar even worse because they had other options. It's not like the Olympics where they really don't have many options. No one really wants to host them right now. So, you know, it it goes to show just how we've made so much progress, gay rights, LGBTQ rights, but on the international stage, when you're talking about discrimination, it still gets sidestepped. Discrimination against LGBTQ people. It's still something that people who are not LGBTQ can feel like they can ignore and go, yeah, I mean, technically it's illegal there, but, you know, you're going to be with FIFA. You're not going to, nothing's going to happen to you. But once the World Cup ends, I'm sure all goes back to normal in Qatar or any country hosting the event as well. So, interesting words from Josh Cavallo. Uh, I I would feel very similarly if I were in his shoes, and I would like to be in his shoes because that would mean I'm a high-level international soccer player. Pretty cool there, huh? So thank you all for tuning in to another edition of the Sports Kiki Podcast. As always, if you have any show ideas, guest ideas, hit me up on the Twitter machine, at AlexRemer1 is my username. That, again, is at AlexRemer1. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you next Saturday.